0: Hello and welcome to the HopeCast with Rachel Flick. Rachel is a speaker, inspirational author, and an overcomer. As Rachel is walking through her own journey of grief, she's challenging others to persevere and overcome their own circumstances. Find out more at rachelflick.com. Here now is your host, Rachel Flick.
1: Hi friend, welcome back to this week's episode of the HopeCast with Rachel Flick. I'm so glad you're back. This week, I'm going to share with you an interview with Vicki DeMeo and Jill Zintek. Vicki resides in Franklin, Tennessee, where she holds a bachelor's in special education with a master's in learning disabilities, which she uses to help tutor young children in her neighborhood. She is passionate about the gospel, teaching Bible studies, a pastoral counselor, while enjoying painting abstract art. She is married to the love of her life, Mark Anthony DeMeo, and has a blended family of six children, four grandkids, and a son who is now with Jesus. Her greatest desire is to see people become followers of Christ, living and fulfilling their God-given purpose while fulfilling their destiny. Jill Zintek grew up on an 80-acre farm located in Brownsville, Indiana, where she would ride her pony 90 to nothing across open fields. At the young age of 11, Jill gave her life to Christ while attending a Southern Baptist revival, and later would be baptized in a flowing river. Jill is currently a local Franklin, Tennessee radio host, songwriter, artist, and has created the Jill Zintek Christmas line of artwork depicting the Middle Tennessee area. Jill's faith and love of the Lord is her everything. Jill and Vicki, welcome to the HopeCast. Thank you for having us. Yes, Hello. Absolutely. I know. I heard a little bird told me that this is your first podcast recording, and I'm so honored that you do that here with us.
2: I think it's the right place, don't you,
1: Vicky? Yes.
2: Excellent. Excellent
1: choice. (laughs) Yes, yes. We're all about post-traumatic growth and resilience and hope. And it sounds like um, your stories and your work fit right in with what I hope to provide for our listeners and that you have a lot to offer them today. So thank you so much for being here. So you guys wrote a book together, co-authored The Art of Our Healing And not only is this a beautiful book about growth and healing through loss, but you put your art in here. You guys are both artists. Tell me about that.
2: Vicki, you want to tell her how we met? And then we'll talk about the artistry as well.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Jill and I, we really feel it it was a divine appointment. We both attend the same church, uh, Grace Church, Nashville, and it's actually in Franklin, Tennessee, not Nashville. So anyway, um, we uh, attend a life group together and um, we, you know went to the live group and we sat next to each other, uh, not having known one another and, um, Jill introduced herself as, as a widow. And I thought that was kind of strange. I thought, well, who says that they're a widow, um, when they meet <laughs> you, but, um, I had been a widow myself. And so I was, um, kind of taken back by that. And I said, you know, I didn't know how long it was, um, that she had been a widow. So I I had told her I, had, I was one as well. And so we, we got to talking and um, we just really connected. Um, we felt like we had that in common. And um, at the end of the night, we exchanged phone numbers and then uh, we met for coffee probably about a week later. And she came over to my house and uh, she knew that I was an artist, a lot of my artworks in my home. And uh, she had told me that that she was an artist as well. So then we had had that in common as well. And then we started to share our testimonies of, of loss and uh she looked at me and she said have you ever thought about writing a book and i said heck no <laughs> no definitely not for me it's just not my thing and um and she was persistent she she just uh you know said pray about it and uh let's just see what the lord has and uh, that just really perked you know st- sparked my my attention i thought to myself hmm, maybe god you know wants us to do something so uh, maybe a, a week or later, she'd you know, come back to the house, and, and uh, she said, I got it. I feel like God's got the title for our book, The Art of Our Healing. And that's like so great. Wait, I
1: hadn't signed on for the book yet, and you're titling it. Yeah. It, it was just amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so she said what what do you think of this and I said, well, that just like said resonated with me. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that sounds great. And so then we kind of started to uh, you know, meet meet together regularly and we asked the Holy Spirit to really guide us and direct us and ask our church to be praying for us and um off we went. And uh yeah, we got the book b- book accomplished. It's really written by the Lord. Yeah, and Vicky is leaving
2: out the part where we were at the life group and she walks behind me and she says, "Jill, <laughs> why don't you have the life group pray for our book? So I did. (laughs) And as I walked down there, I thought, we've (laughs) got to write a book. I mean, and and so it was kind of like the Lord was always uh, in it and he was always nudging us along. And um, it's just really been um, a great process, hasn't it, Vicki? Yes,
3: it really has. It's just been wonderful just to know that, you know, God is with us. He never leaves us. He doesn't forsake us. He always has a great plan, you know, for each, each of our lives and it's always, uh, it's always exciting. And so off we went and, uh, we wrote, you know, several chapters, uh, separately and then kind of came together and it was just amazing how our chapters kind of flowed. And, uh, that was just so God. And, and we, we had a heart to really want to help others. That was really the only reason that we wanted to put a book together was to, you know, let people know that Jesus is the only one that can heal a broken heart. And, um, you know, we use that scripture that says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And those, those testimonies that each of us have are so uh, impactful and uh, really can help others to know that, um, you know, you're not alone in this process. You know, we, we talk about grief, not defining us, you know, as a person, but we all are going to, you know, deal with uh, loss and uh, disappointment and heartache. And so we uh, we really wanted our chapters to be very uh, thoughtful and and compassionate about you know what what we experience you know we we don't Jill and I both said we're not going to share details a lot of people want to know details of stories but we just share about what you know what God wanted us to share to help uh, somebody that was hurting in the process so.
1: Mm. So. You have, you cover a variety of topics of loss in your book. Tell us a little bit about how you themed out your book and then how did you connect to those topics and why were those important to you to include those?
2: Well, uh, my first topic was about being a a widow and Mm -hmm. having been married for 26 and a half years, and I had lost my husband to uh, colon cancer. It was so difficult. And, you know, I felt like I was a pretty stable. business lady and you you think that um when you you think you're prepared maybe when somebody's sick but when you have been one with your husband and the lord it's like being sawed into with, mm. with a chainsaw Agreed. and all of a sudden you're not the same person and one of the the chapters in the book is the widow's brain and it's a cat that uh, people have kind of enjoyed that cat because it's I felt like that cat, Vicky. So, yeah. so anyway. This might but, be a
1: picture that I need. I feel like I and, already connect yeah, with it. Yeah, the eyes. So, uh,
2: <laughs> it, anyway, but it, it, you know, by the time we were writing this book for myself, I God had already healed my uh, broken heart. It had taken basically two years. And I knew exactly kind of when I stepped out and under it. And there were times I tried to muscle through because that's kind of how I am. But Lord, the Lord will take you on that journey. In his timing alone, you are not going to muscle through anything. And yes. it's the most beautiful thing that God has ever taken, mm-hmm. the journey he's taken me on. I mean, mm-hmm. you, my loss was great and mighty, and I still love my husband. I still miss him, but God has healed my broken heart, and I'm able to go on with the race that I still have to run. And a lot of times what we find is is people uh, get stuck in their grief, mm-hmm. and they never can move forward, and that's not what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good.
3: Yeah. And and my first chapter was uh was entitled Shattered Dreams. So I kind of went back to, you know, we all have uh dreams and uh God gives us dreams. And um, you know, I had intended to stay married, you know, my whole life when I went when walked down the aisle and it ended in a divorce, uh, which wasn't my choice. Um, and uh I found myself alone and then uh, I remarried. Uh, a Christian man, and um, he ended up taking his life after 17 years of marriage, and uh, that was extremely difficult for me. And I found, like Jill, you know, depending on your circumstance, just your aloneness, you feel like you've been, you know, sawed in half, and and what am I going to do now? And what's my future supposed to look like? And uh, we just persevere because we know that there is a hope and a future for us, and. We know that if we are believers, that we will see our loved ones again. And this isn't the end. And that, this is something that Jill and I really feel compassionate and, you know, feel the need to share with other people that uh, this life is fleeting. You know, we're not going to be here for very long. We, we can see the signs, you know, of Jesus' close return. And uh, it's so important to be able to tell people that uh, there's more to life than just losing Um, you know, and, and death and, and on all the things that we, you know, uh, experience, it's difficult, it's devastating, it's disappointing all of that, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so we have to get that message across to, to people, wherever we go, that there is a hope and that hope is in Jesus. So no matter where you find yourself uh, you know, in, in life, that we've got to turn to him because he's the only one that can really heal, that hurt. And so, you know, years later, uh, I found myself in the same circumstance, my son took his life, and he was only 32 years old. And, you know, I never understood why there, it wasn't drug related, it wasn't alcohol related. Um, This was just something that had happened. And I won't, you know, ever know the reason why, but I could sit the rest of my life and ask why, why, why. But I knew that God, you know, had a purpose and a plan in it all. And I've been able to just like Jill, you know, share with other people the hope that we have in Christ. And um, even though, you know, there are, there are other people that have more devastating circumstances in their life, we know that uh, he has given, you know, he's given beauty for ashes. And uh, he certainly has more for us to do while we're here. And so I'm so excited that, you know, we could write these chapters. Um, I did, did another chapter called Seasons Come and Seasons Go because they do. And with each new season, we find there's, you know, great things in store. But, you know, we have to have that that right perspective of who we are in Christ and, and what he, you know, calls us to, how, how he calls us to live our life.
2: And God can work. He, he can work with a thankful heart. If you can be thankful for having had that person in your life, no matter how devastating mm. it is when you lose them and you are devastated. If, if you mm-hmm. have loved great, mm-hmm. it's to suffer great. But look what uh, Christ did for us.
1: Mm. That's so good. Um, Vicki, you know, when you're talking about um, experiencing divorce and then experiencing being widowed through suicide and then losing a child through suicide, one of the things that I know um, is just the, compound grief, right? When you have loss Mm -hmm. upon loss upon loss. And when we talk about hope and post-traumatic resilience, I think that um, that's one of the things that it feels like it's just chipping away at your soul, you know, to have that ripped away feeling and then To feel like, okay, here's the season and I've been faithful to the Lord and I've walked through this and, you know, I've, I've clung to his faithfulness and he's provided for me and here I am again. Yeah. So how do you speak to people who can understand that compound loss and trauma like you can?
3: Well, uh, like I said, it's it's absolutely devastating. We we never know what life you know is going to you know uh, bring to us each and every day, right? God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. But um, in the book, you know, I also write a chapter called Choices, and you know, the Lord showed me a lot about choices. We all have choices in life, and sometimes the choices that we that we make, you know, um, I can't control, right? Somebody else's choices. And so all I can do is control, you know, how I live and how what I think and, uh, and and that type of thing. So, you know, I'm the type of person that likes to fix everything and fix everybody. And and the Lord showed me a lot about that, um, even in writing the book about choices. So um, our choices determine our destiny. And so sometimes, you know we feel guilt and we feel shame and we feel all these things you know when you know a loved one is gone or a loved one makes you know a choice uh, such as suicide we don't understand it we can't comprehend it but i have to look at my own life and say okay well what choice am, what choice am i going to make now as far as this this grief goes this heavy grief and God says, you know, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And we do walk through a period of grief, no doubt. And it can be compounded and it can be rough and it can be, you know, tumultuous. But um, but then God says, you know, weeping might last tonight, but joy comes in the morning. And I really held on to the scriptures and I held on to, you know, the, what, what the Lord was trying to speak to me. And I think for the viewers, um, what is Jesus trying to say to to us in that season you know, um, of, you know, complete devastation. Um, for me, it was clinging to him and asking him, you know, not blaming him, but saying, you know, there, there are many things that are going to transpire that I can't control. But the one mm-hmm. thing I can control is the fact that I have him, he never leaves me, he never forsakes me. And he's got, he's got the answers for me. And so it's about me, and and not about everybody else. Um, I can only Uh, be led by the Holy spirit. And, uh, and I knew that he wanted me to continue to, uh, you know, live that abundant life. And I am living an abundant life, even with the devastating things that have happened to me. So I had divorced, two suicides, you know, in my family, and uh, and yet I've re- recovered from that. Not that you don't remember it, not that you don't think about it, but I don't dwell on it. I dwell on what God has in store for me. And just like you said earlier in your prayer, you know, He will restore what the locust has eaten away. And Jill and I found that in our own life. And you wrote a uh, a chapter, Jill, that was so uh, encouraging about. So what's your pickleball?
2: Yeah, I've got one. It's, it's got the golden doodle with the pickleball that I painted. And uh, I remember uh, going, um, trying to plug back in to life, you know, without my husband. And right. a lot of folks out there, widows or widowers can relate to this. And I remember driving over there and I'm going, oh, I just need to go back home. But so finally, I got out there on the court and started hitting the ball. And next thing you know, I mean, I was all enthused again. And I'm like, So God had given me back some life with a little game called pickleball. And so Mm. for anybody out there, what's your pickleball? You know, maybe it's writing, maybe it's uh, dancing, maybe it's doing something. You, I always uh, recommend to folks, do something you've not done with your spouse Mm. uh, or, you know, that would be helpful because it's you now. You've got to find out who you are again mm-hmm. and only God can heal that broken heart within you and that brokenness within you and I know the main thing is the joy of the Lord is my strength mm-hmm. and you can't fake joy you either have it Vicki or yeah, you don't that's right? right I mean it's it's kind of one of those things you can be temporarily happy but the joy mm-hmm. of the Lord is my
1: strength yeah that's so good and play and creativity are a really important part of healing And I see that in both of you as artists, that you've used that creativity, but you've also, you know, I can't wait. I haven't seen this cat or the golden doodle with the pickleball. I can't wait to go look at these (laughs) pictures, but... Um, they just sound so playful. And when you are in the immensity of loss, sometimes it's hard to even smile or laugh authentically, you know, that just grief feels heavy in the body. And so what you're saying is, you know, to re-engage that and to find new hobbies. And I, I personally found that things that I can do um, after losing my husband because mm. things um, bring so many memories right and so oh then you kind of have this these competing interests of like wow, this is a grief task. And it's bringing up all these memories and but I'm trying to play and I'm trying to be creative. Right. But, you know, and for some people, they need to do that, right? They need to go back and visit the the playful things or the vacation spots where they were with someone they lost. But then there can also be wisdom in going to places where you don't have memories of them and creating new memories in your healing space.
3: Right. And,
1: and just like Jill said, too, I think, you know, for us, art was therapy. Yeah.
3: And, um, and through our art, we really learned, um, you know, the meaning of of wholeness again. And, and that's why I loved uh, Jill's chapter on, you know, so what's your pickleball? Because we all need to to find something that's going to, you know, reconnect us to other people and uh, not be isolated because we tend to do that when we're hurting or we're in grief. And we, we tend to be just by ourselves with our thoughts. But, um, you know, Jesus said he's come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So, you know, what that means to each of us is it can be different, but, uh, we, we just encourage people to, uh, you know, make sure that they're not isolating and they're connecting, you know, with the body of Christ or with friends and having things that they can, they can plan for. I think that's so important.
2: Absolutely. And one of the things, Rachel too, Mm -hmm. God took me on the journey of writing, uh, three poems. i would never written a poem in my life. And the first one was about fresh grief. The second one came probably six months to eight months later. is about letting go of, of things. And those clothes that hung in that closet that were mm. my husband's were that were so comforting, all of a sudden they weren't as comforting anymore because you're trying to find out who you are. You're, you're tr- basically trying to live, trying to walk mm. again. And then the final one that I wrote, uh, and just th- there's a line in that poem that speaks to me. Heart content with its fate, and I, it's because mm-hmm. I had accepted that you know he wasn't here, he wasn't mm-hmm. going to come back. And I, you know, my head knew it, but just telling your heart's a whole different ballgame, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, people, uh, they, you know, God knew we were going to suffer, He knew that we were going to, you know, we were going to weep, and and you know, and he, he carries every or he, he collects every tear we have, right? Mm-hmm. And so, He has a good plan for each and our ever all of our lives, and um. I just know that um, he healed my broken heart. Jesus healed my broken heart. And every chapter that we write about, there's scriptures in most of them that we didn't like have to find those scriptures. They were already within us because we'd already lived those scriptures and they were a life to us. And, um, I just know that if there's anybody out there that's hurting, I don't care what it is. It could be the loss of a pet because pets become your family mm-hmm. if if you love something or someone very deeply, mm-hmm. then that's worth worth grieving mm-hmm. and grief mm-hmm. to me is a beautiful thing. If you grieve somebody, you have truly loved and and I think that um we should be thankful for that grief. And and we're also thankful that, it, that it's only for a season and that we do get to have more levity and we get to live again. But but grieving is a part of life. If you live long enough, you will grieve someone. Mm-hmm.
1: Jill, I'm wondering if you can relate to, you know, I, I hear that Tennessee in your accent a little bit of that, that South, which I love so much. <laughs> um, and I know that in that part of our country, you have a lot of positivity that can become toxic positivity, right? Like blessed and highly favored of the Lord, right? Put a scripture band-aid on that. And that that can sometimes keep us from what you're doing Um, and what you're advocating for, which is honoring your grief and allowing your pain to have its place and its day in your life. And I can sense tremendous strength and resilience in you. And I feel like you offer an invitation to people who can relate to that of like, I should be okay, I should be better. I shouldn't be hurting today. Some of those things that we tell ourselves. because you said you tried to muscle through and push through on your grief and grief just isn't gonna be told what to do. It will not be arm wrestled into submission. (laughs) I um and so what would you say to those people to um how can they embrace their grief they don't know how to do it they haven't seen it modeled um and you are creating kind of that pathway ahead as a trailblazer to say i can relate to those cultural pieces and personality pieces but i'm still going to walk this out in front of you and here's how you can too Well, i can tell you a little
2: story that happened first and foremost. Yeah. Because I was going to muscle through this grief. I got those pictures of Ted all gathered up and I, you know, his ashes. And I took them back to his office. I thought, man, I had muscled through this. I had been sleeping really well. Mm. And Stella, the golden doodle, she was in the crate. Well, I wrestled and hassled for two nights. And I woke up that morning and I said, baby mama's going to go get daddy. So I went and put Ted Ted back where he (laughs) belonged. And because God wasn't done dealing with me. And there's nothing wrong with having pictures and different things around. And, Mm. but to your question, um, don't try to stop the tears. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably never felt more alone than in a crowd because Mm. when I was with the Lord, I could be painting and, and he and I, and I could cry and paint at the same time. But, um, you know, don't try to hide your feelings. Don't negate them. I mean, I think we even get to a point as far as a widow. It's like, oh, God, here she comes again. So you don't want to you know, don't, don't want to be a burden. And that's the enemy's, I think, plan to try to isolate mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. away from people yeah, to help us, because uh, it's not that people don't want to be around you. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they treat you normal, I think that's probably the biggest and best thing they can do. Uh, but you know what, let God take Mm -hmm. you on this journey of grief. I know that people will say stuff and I know what you're saying. It's like when they'll say, well, bless the Lord and they're doing things and you don't, they don't feel like it's authentic, Mm -hmm. but you'll know, you'll know when there's real sincerity and you'll know, you'll feel the Holy spirit and you'll know that there's something different when somebody truly has Mm -hmm. walked the walk Mm -hmm. and they have talked the Mm -hmm. talk. And I would just say to those people, if, if you have been hurt by, um, other Christians or, faiths, don't let that keep you from God. It's a one-on-one relationship Mm -hmm. with Almighty God and Jesus and the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. And if you will let that relationship grow and let him help you in the darkest place, wherever you are, you will be forever blessed by that. Wouldn't you say,
1: Vicki?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Hopecast and mm-hmm. with Jill and Vicki and just their beautiful stories and their even more beautiful book with their art. I'm excited for you guys to go check out the art of our healing. Would you please rate, review, and subscribe the Hopecast? It helps push the message of hope to more people. And if you know someone who would benefit from this episode, would you share it with them? Everybody know that I am thinking of you and, praying for you through the week, and I look forward to
0: connecting next week on The Hopecast with Rachel Flick. You've been listening to The Hopecast with Rachel Flick. To find out more, go to rachelflick.com. While you are there, you can book Rachel for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. Go to rachelflick.com to book her today. While you're online, you can discover more information about all of the platforms that this podcast is on. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. To follow Rachel on social media, simply click on the social media icons at the top of the page, and you will be directed to those sites. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time for another edition of the HopeCast with Rachel Flick.